real close, you already know, yeah We don't got the pose, you already know, yeah We don't got the pose, you already know, yeah Oh, yeah Good to be back I don't even know what podcast number this is. It's been a while. Is it 24? 24 feels right. I think it's 24. Kobe. Yeah. Um, podcast 24. Uh, we, it feels like a while since we've done this. It has been a while. And, um, well, first off, you've been in Spain for a week, so why don't you tell people what overseas is like? Well... I'm going to try to make a make a long experience, long story, as short as possible. But it'll still probably be long. Okay. So I went overseas for one of my good friend's weddings. He's getting married. I'm in the wedding. So Glow and I went over to Spain, Valencia. Um, beautiful place. Valencia is awesome. Um, a lot of history, cool buildings. Uh, we spent a lot of time in this plaza area that just had a bunch of dope restaurants and artsy stuff going on it was really dope the city was dope uh, went to the beach did all that good stuff um the wedding was awesome i got we were doing rehearsal the night before and i got asked to do one of the readings at the wedding so i did that and then at the rehearsal um i just posted on instagram um well today's wednesday we're recording on a different time this will come out friday so um, yesterday I just posted on Instagram the uh, video of me singing Delirious for their first song, which was really cool. I was, I was definitely, I was nervous going into that because I'm a rapper, not a singer, mm-hmm. but I'll sing some songs here and there. I'll hit some, hit some notes, do some melodies. Did you tell the DJ to put auto tune on that? Yeah, I wish. <laughs> well, that's what made me nervous too, is it's already like, questionable enough doing a real show with monitors right in front of you and and sound check and all that all right this is just a, a wedding yeah with there's a, no they sound just check. hand you the no, microphone I mean, that yeah, yeah. like everyone's talking on and you just go and it sounded um, like the dj did a good job though of like yeah keeping and you. so i didn't want to you know it's matt and nana are the uh, br- uh groom and bride and i didn't want to hassle them with anything so i wasn't asking a bunch of questions or anything but um Basically, Anna was like, so you got the USB? I was like, yep. She goes, all right, just find the DJ when you get there and just give it to him and say, here you go. <laughs> and I was like, all right, cool. <laughs> so I ended up finding him and, you know, everyone speaks Spanish over there too. So it's not like just the easiest. Right. Um, but he was cool. And I mean, I was very up in the air about shit. Everything happens late there. Mm. So we had the wedding at 630. And then we went to this, the reception, which was like, they had these buses that took everyone there. And it was probably like 20, probably a half hour bus ride almost. And it was out in, like kind of in the country a little bit, this just sweet, I don't even know what to describe it as like just this estate with all this crazy shit around like fountains and palm trees and just awesome. Mm-hmm. And that's where the reception was. And they had like, you know, cocktail hour or whatever, people drinking, doing whatever. I didn't end up doing Delirious for their first song until probably like 12.30 a.m. Dang. Yeah, so <laughs> I was like having drinks and everything too, being like, when the fuck am I going to go? Dang. But no, it turned out great. It was awesome. They were really appreciative of it. I had a lot of fun with it. Um, and I was relieved to have it done and have done a solid job and like have fun after that. Mm-hmm. But So that was really cool. Spain was awesome. Valencia was awesome. That whole experience was awesome. Um. On our way back, we had a, Glow and I had a layover in Paris. It was an 18-hour layover. So we decided we would go into the city. So we take the train, which Spain, I know some Spanish. um, And at least the area we were at, they include English in a fair amount of things. Um and the people speak English fairly well, at least the what we were around. Mm. In where we were in in Paris or in France, no, it was yeah. all French. 
and people didn't speak it as well. So we're trying to figure out the train stuff. We end up just figuring out which stop was going to be closest to our hotel, mm. which was like 13, a 13 minute drive. Mm. Um, and we got off there. So the train stops and you know, a train, there's all these different doors, right? Mm. So the ones that are closest to us that we've been near sitting down the whole time, glow gets up to get off that. And those doors aren't opening. So I'm like, glow, we got to go to these ones back here. And I rush out and she's right behind me and I get out and she gets out and the doors, like the beep had already gone off, like the doors were closing and the door slams on her bag that she's rolling behind her. (laughs) And some like a couple people are walking by as she's coming out and they help her yank it off the train Mm. and out from the door. She's like, what if that was a human? I don't know. That was somebody's arm. Just kill him. But anyways, Seems weird. We go up the steps to go out the turnstiles, which wherever stop we were at, you had to hop because they weren't working. Mm-hmm. And right before I went to go hop over it, Glow already had, I felt around in my pockets and I was like, fuck, no phone. So I don't even know exactly what happened, whether it fell out of my pocket when I got up, if someone snaked it. I, I really don't know. But I left it on the train. It took us about 10 minutes to pull up, find my iPhone. We realized that someone had taken it um, because it wasn't on the train. It was like a few stops down, whatever. Someone had it. So we're sending messages. We're trying to call, not getting nothing, right? Mm. And for Find My iPhone, it's got to be connected to Wi-Fi. So we got one location early on and then nothing really because it was disconnected. Mm. We spent about 20 minutes trying to find a taxi. Can't find one. We end up realizing that there's Uber in Paris. Because Glow uses Lyft. I use Uber, but I didn't have my phone. Mm. So we find out there's Uber. She downloads it, gets it. We get an Uber, we get to our hotel. This is probably like, I don't know, 11, 11 in the evening, 11 at night. Mm. Um, and I'm just like, whatever. It's my phone. I, I put it on lock mode through Find My iPhone. So as soon as it connects to Wi-Fi, it'll be locked at least. Um, and I'm just like, I'm going to try to enjoy this time we have here. And Glow was cool, letting me use her phone when I needed to, call people, whatever. Um, we had a cool night. We went saw the Eiffel Tower. We we went and got dinner, which ended up being shitty because we didn't know what we were ordering in, in French. Um, and it was super late, so there weren't that many things open. Mm-hmm. But um, wake up early in the morning, explore, like, kind of. Our hotel was really cool. It had a cool restaurant underneath <clears throat> it that we had breakfast at, explored around our hotel, whatever. I ended up the night before just clicking erase on my find my iPhone because I was like, I ain't getting this shit back. Mm. So as soon as it would connect to Wi-Fi, I would erase. So our flight out is like, I can't remember exactly what time, but early afternoon. We take an Uber to the airport. We get there two and a half hours before our flight. We walk in and it's a zoo in there. Mm. Gaulle Airport. It's a zoo. And... We find our way to where the line is for passports and security, and it's so long. Mm. But, you know, whatever. We're there two and a half hours early. Mm. So we get about a quarter of the way through the line, and nobody here is speaking any English that works here. And they come up to us, and they want us to, like, put our bags in the little bag check thing to check the size and the Mm. weight. So we do it. They told, told Gloria first. She does it. They pull her aside. I do it. And they want me to put my backpack like that I put under my seat Mm. on with my carry on and they weigh it and they're like too much. And they did the same thing with Glow's purse. They hung her purse over the thing with her other bag on it and weigh it. And they're like too much. So we're trying to understand them because this has never happened. Like we flew the same airline from JFK to Paris on the way there. So we're trying to figure it out. We're like, we are not going back to check our luggage and getting back in the back of this line, whatever. There's a, there's a line for checking your luggage. Right. So they only tagged my bag, not Gloria. So I told Gloria, wait here. I'll go figure it out. So I leave and I just ended up literally throwing a bunch of clothes in the trash. Cause I was like, I'm going to miss this flight. If I don't, I couldn't go stand in line to check my bag. Mm. So I do that. I come back. They weigh it again too much. This is when I realized that they were weighing the backpack with the other thing. I didn't realize that before mm. I didn't, I didn't cause they didn't speak English. I didn't know what the hell they were saying. Mm. Too much. And I'm like, well, she, I was under the, the limit, but she's like, well, with hers, it's, well, it's not a combined. I don't know what she was trying to say. 
but we're t- we're like getting pissed mm. because we're gonna miss this fucking flight. And anyways, they're not letting us go, so we go all the way back to che- to checking the baggage. I talk to someone and I'm like, look, I show them that they, ma- I'm like, they made me, and these people spoke a little bit of English. They were like, they made me go do this, blah blah blah. I need to, I can't wait in this line. I need to get through. They point, they helped me out. They pointed me in the direction, whatever. We we were like, we want to check her bag too because we're not even gonna mess with them mm. sending us back again. Mm. So we check both bags. They put them on. We go back in line. We go back to this bitch who we were dealing with before, straight up. Mm. And we're like, okay, we're back. Like, move us up in line, whatever. She takes off. She moves us up in line, not even close to where we would have been. Like, still way behind. Right. We didn't have to get in the back of the line, but it was like, we're going to be cutting this close. So we're waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting. We get through. It's not even security. It's just passports. Then you got to take a train to our gate, like an inner airport train to our gate. Then it's a super long security line. At this point, we're already supposed to be boarding our flight. Mm. And we're in the back of a super long security line that's going to take us at least 20 to a half hour to get through. Mm. So we're telling everyone we can't. We, <clears throat> pointing to our tick, our boarding passes, like, we are supposed to be boarding. We're not going to. And they're like, all they would say is, everybody's in the same boat. <laughs> and in my head, I'm like, no, they're not. All right. But I guess skip ahead. Oh, let me, let me, let me do this on the right timeline here. Rewind back to when we finally both go to check our bags. Gloria gets a text from someone saying they have my phone. Mm -hmm. So we're like, cool, whatever. Maybe we can get them to mail it. Mm -hmm. You know, shit, we're about to miss this flight. Maybe we can figure it out anyways. So Gloria's talking to them. They're asking for like certain, I want to make sure I give it to the right owner Mm -hmm. type stuff. Like, are you Patrick Duda? Yes. And... All of a sudden, he's like, can you, what, because he didn't speak English, so it was really broken English. It was something like, can you give me the the night code to your phone just to be sure? <laughs> and that's when we were like, I think Gloria literally texted him, fuck off. And yeah. we were like, whatever. And then he's like, oh, it wasn't difficult. Four digits. I was just double checking. Four digits. Easy. Um, your birthday is this. Your brother is Matt. Your sister is Katie. <laughs> and at this point, we're like, okay. This is kind of scary. Mm. What the hell is going on? This guy's obviously malicious. Mm. And we're trying to do all this flight stuff at the same time. Mm. So we get through to security and that's when we're at the back of that line and I called you. Mm. And I was like, look, I got to try to get on this flight, which is like an eight hour flight with no Wi-Fi. So I gave you all my passwords to my social media, my bank accounts, my email, whatever I could think of. And I was like, change these. Um, and just basically keep an eye on shit and do whatever you can because I'm going to be in the air. Mm. And you were able to, A, let me know that my phone had been erased about 20 minutes ago at that point. Mm. And you were able to change everything but Facebook and one bank account. Mm. And the bank account was just because of you didn't have my info. I didn't have info. your phone. So. But the Facebook, the guy had already gotten into my Facebook, changed the username or change the email, username, whatever, and the phone number associated with it. So I was out. Mm-hmm. He had it. Mm-hmm. So at this point, I'm thinking he's got my phone with all my shit, like photos, all this stuff. And he's also has my Facebook. Mm-hmm. So he could go post. I don't know what he has, but he could go post it on social media. Mm. And... We, we, we get on the plane basically at this point. Mm. So a nice eight hour stressful plane ride, not knowing what the hell is going on on the ground. Mm. Luckily we have you tech God on the case and we land, dude, <laughs> this is like, there's so many things I'm skipping to Cause this shit was just like, if anything could go wrong, it, it went wrong. Mm-hmm. Two hours before our flight lands, I start getting these back spasms and on a plane, it's like, ugh. Yeah. So my back's super sore, but whatever, I can deal with it. I didn't. I wasn't even thinking like spasms at the time. I was like, my back's really sore. And we'd land. We have to sit there on the, sit there for a half hour till we can go to a gate. But we had talked to you. You said nothing really changed. He changed like my profile pictures on my Facebook, whatever. 
That's literally all that he's changed. Yeah. Which is yeah. Like, so <laughs> makes me think we're dealing with some high school kid. That yeah. Has. I don't know what the deal is. But so we get there, we go, we get picked up, we go to our car. And at this point, this is when I'm realizing something's really wrong with me because I made like Gloria luckily was cool enough to drive and I was in the back seat just literally dying. My back hurt so bad. I couldn't decide if it was my heart or my back because it was just all inside. Like someone was stabbing me. And this random area we pulled off to to get gas and it had some food and there was an urgent care. And I was like, we got to go there. Mm. And we go up and it's vacant. So we get back in the car and I'm just basically trying to like move around. I look like I'm just doing some weird ass dances in the back seat, just doing whatever I can to try to get this thing loose. And over time it got a little better. It still was super painful, but like the, the stabbing went away mm. a little bit. And we ended up just getting a hotel in like New Jersey and being like, let's, let's just chill. Mm. And the next day, this guy is contacting me. Um, Gloria is getting these text messages, like these phishing text messages, trying to get Apple ID information. I had gotten a new phone in New Jersey. So that's how he was contacting me via my number, whatever. But long story short, as it stands right now, I, long story short, like that wasn't a long story, but as it stands right now, this guy has control of my personal Facebook. I'm talking to somebody from Facebook right now, trying to get that taken care of. Mm. Um, but as far as I'm concerned, he has nothing else. And I just blocked his number or whatever. I don't, I don't even want to deal with anything else. But so that was a, that was a cool end of the vacation and props to you. Shout out to you for holding the shit down while I was for basically 24 hours while I was in the air and not with a phone and on the road and whatever, because I couldn't do anything. And B shout out Gloria because she had to like do everything while I didn't have my phone and let me use it when I needed to and all that shit. So yeah, dude, this day and age, phone security is like the number one you yeah. have to like that's why i was even surprised you told me that i had never told you that using a four-digit passcode on your phone wasn't a good thing yeah and i was like if i didn't tell you i've told everybody else in our family because everybody knows that yeah. like in our family because i've made a big deal about it and because it's just it's too easy to like yeah crack into it yeah i was just like and, whatever well if you notice now well i'm sure you ha well maybe not because you had an iCloud backup but if you just crack open a new iphone they don't they default to this yeah because my new one was six yeah yeah they default to it it's yeah. always been an option but they default I, yeah to and it. i knew it was an option i just was like well that's a pain in the ass for me to type in so i'm going for it yeah well there's a reason why they do it yeah so no, that was, I'm, I'm hoping this Facebook thing gets resolved and I, I don't even like, as long as it just gets out of his hands, even if they delete my page, whatever, I just don't want it in his hands. He's like messaging people. Yes. Like I've had uh, random people tell me that they got messaged from him. The weird shit is he's changing my pictures and stuff to like my sister and like my cousin. He thinks he's scaring you. Yeah. Like that's. <laughs> I don't know. I'm like this. This guy must literally be retarded if he's like trying to scare you with shit that you could literally find. Well, out yeah, he scared me at first, and then when as time went by, and I was like, okay, I feel like if he had anything, he would have used it. He's just doing random dumb shit now. Well, he thinks that he's doing shit that actually means something, yeah. but like, okay, cool. You know who my siblings are, and yeah, you any, know my birthday. Anyone like, can find that on my Facebook. Page. Cool, man. Yeah. Like. Or just by, like, you could probably find out on a Google search. Yeah. It's one of those <laughs> situations where I just was so, like, if I just would have hung on to my phone, like, so much stress would have been relieved. Were you wearing uh, hoop shorts? Dude, that's the thing, too. I got up in the morning in, in Valencia, and I put on these uh, hoop shorts that had zip-up pockets, mm. which I like to do that when I'm going to airports and all that stuff. And I changed into regular hoop shorts. Mm -hmm. And that's why I think on the train, they, it just fell out of my pocket. Yeah, guaranteed. And I'll never do that again. Yeah. That's stupid. And there's like, I, I purposely don't do that. And I don't know why I thought Sweat it was Sweatpants okay. and hoop shorts, yeah. phones fall out. I like, to, I like zip up pockets for airports and I just didn't do it that day. And the one day I don't. Yep. Fucked me. Yep. Especially those big phones, dude. They fall out so easily because they, they don't really fit in your pocket yeah. right anyway. So if anyone has uh, back spasm remedies, 
hit me with them in the comments because I'm in so much pain right now. <laughs> my, I got home and, and uh, mom had given me some uh, muscle relaxers, which are definitely helping. <laughs> but they also like make me kind of sleepy and like blur my vision a little bit. So I'm trying to balance it out with like not wanting to just go to sleep every second. <laughs> but yeah, so that was only the last like 36 hours or 48 hours of my trip. So yeah, that's what I spent the most time talking about. But the first, the most of vacation was really fun. We went to Ibiza. The bachelor party was awesome. Yeah. Um, $900 bottles of vodka. <sighs> They were a big ass bottle, like broke my wrist trying to pour it, but still. Sleeve was like, We need another bottle. And she's like, I think it was absolute. She's like, You want the same thing? Absolute? Yeah. Sleeve goes, How much? 900. <clears throat> and he goes, Well, can we get a menu? Because I just want the cheapest thing. And she brings the menu, and that was the cheapest thing. Oh my God. Absurd. $900? Yeah. Ugh. Makes me sick. They also at this, so it was called Ocean Ocean Beach Club in Ibiza. And um, it was basically just this really like uh, high, like I don't even want to say high end, but yeah, kind of pool with like VIP lounge type areas around it. And we were in the VIP section and we go to get in. We, were, we got there early in the morning, whatever, not early in the morning, but in the morning. Um, and it was the 4th of July. So a bunch of the guys have on like USA stuff and we're in line to go in. I'm third in line and the group's kind of split up. So different people went in at different times. I'm third in line. The guy in the front and they're, they're, they're all my friends. The guy in the front has on a, a tank top. That's like the American flag mm. on it. And they're like, no, not allowed. So he's like, what? Why? No, no, like USA stuff, whatever. no, no flags. They said no flags. So he's like, whatever, this is a pool party. I'll, I'll just take my shirt off and you can fucking have it. He mm. gives it to him and they're like, they let him go. So the next guy has on American flag shorts, <laughs> swim trunks. No. And they literally, he steps up and they literally start laughing because of what had just happened. <laughs> and so he, they don't let him in. He has to go buy shorts from somewhere. Oh my God. So then I go in, I didn't have any stuff on. I'm, I'm good, whatever. But we get in and some of the other guys were already in there and a couple of them had a bunch of USA stuff on. And this guy, Cody, who wasn't let in is also like known as like a little bit on the cheaper side. Mm. And he comes walking in and sees all the guys with USA stuff. And he had just spent 70 bucks on a pair of swim trunks, oh but it was real. They, they, Mark had gotten in with a USA tank top and he was, he was like in the pool or something just having a drink and a guy came up to him and was like, no, you have to take that off. And I think what it is, is it's not like a USA thing. I think it's just, they don't want people coming in and being rowdy with like, this is the mm, Netherlands yeah. area and yeah. like, you know, whatever. No, I know, I know. But it was the only reason we did it because it was the 4th of July. It wasn't yeah. like we were trying to be the Americans, you know, Yeah. but it was, it was fun. No, I mean, that's, that's real. I, I get why they do it. Yeah. But yeah, that's that's that was my trip. Main takeaways I have from Spain are that, that you have to pay for water. Nobody drinks any water. <laughs> and nobody sleeps. Apparently not. They the party goes to like literally six in the morning. Unreal. All how right. Was, how was your week? Well, my week was busy. Yeah. Yeah. Doing all that stuff. Yeah, packing orders. Pat or uh, got all the hoodies ordered, the pre-order hoodies. We oh, got nice. seventy-one orders. Good shit, guys! Round of applause 71. for that. Big round of applause for that. That's good shit. Um, yeah, uh, and then I was trying to get all those uh, beats exported for you. Yeah, I haven't listened to any of them yet, but I, some of them exported really weird. I don't, okay. I'm not really sure why, but no, I was, not. I was, we were going, I was going through them with Aaron, and I was like, a couple of them exported as like movies, hmm. which I'm not really sure why. I like batch exported them, and I never do it that way. And right. they just fucking. Well, I'm excited to listen to them. I was gonna listen to them on my flight back, but didn't have a phone. You can get the gist. 
some of them aren't hitting because for some reason they like exported in like a lo-fi setting but you'll get the picture anyway. okay um yeah so we didn't review the drake album no we did not so <laughs> um what what it so I'll give you my takeaway yeah. because I think it's pretty pretty simple. By the way, this this song came on and uh, he's like, "I'm a bar spitter, I'm a whatever," and he does that like the whole verse. Yeah, and Gloria's like, "You're wheelchair Jimmy." Not funny. Okay. What? I don't get it. He's doing all this like hard stuff. I'm a whatever. I'm a whatever. And she. Goes, oh, You're wheelchair oh, I got Jimmy. you. While the song is playing. Yeah. Gotcha. Not like at you. Well, but. Thank, thanks for ruining that one. Well, I thought she was like saying it to you, like what uh, you were doing. No, no, oh, gotcha. Um, so my my takeaway of yeah. the whole album, without, I mean, I'll let you have yours, and then we can get in in depth. But my yeah. my whole takeaway of it was, I'm I'm pretty just nah about it, and that's I think that's the first album of Drake's since probably. Um, uh, what was his first album? Thank Me Later. Yeah, that I've kind of just not really been about. Wow, you weren't about Thank Me Later. Not really. Interesting. All right, here's my take. So I couldn't resist listening to it when it came out, so I had I listened to it that night mm-hmm. at probably one in the morning or whatever. Mm-hmm. I was just laying in bed with my headphones and listening to it, which I've learned now is not the way I want to listen to albums because. Before bed, laying in bed with my headphones on uh, while I'm when I'm tired, because I don't I don't feel like I give it the right a fair shake. Like my my immediate my immediate response, like um, my immediate opinion was B side was better than A side, and I think part of that was just because it fit the mood I was in at the moment too. I think so. Um, but of course, I had all this trip and whatever, and I listened to it a bunch. Right. Um, and. So my uh, first listen, I was kind of like you. I was like, okay, it's Drake. It's good, but it doesn't hit me very much. Mm. And the more I listen to it, the more I like it. Like what songs though? Like, So here, here's just my, here's my general thing is, and I, I kind of said this off first listen and I ended up, it ended up kind of being my opinion anyways. I, I like the B side better than the A side. Mm. Even after a lot of listens, mm. um, but I do like the A side. I think it's really good rapping over mediocre production. I can see that. Like, yeah, I thought I thought it was good rapping on the A side for sure. None of the um, none of the beats, none of the rap beats. Yeah, really did a whole lot for me. No, but I was kind of the same way, and I think that's why it just it really didn't do a whole lot for me because. Dude, the bottom line is this day and age, you can wrap circles around a fucking beat, but if the beat's fucking garbage, it's not really going to do anything for me. Yeah, I thought, so as far as just the rap goes, like I thought, um, as far as the A side, I really liked Sandra's Rose off my first listen. And I think part of it is because that's a beat I actually really like. Yeah. Indiana Jones, I make them hoes walk together like, like it's I'm not just Rose. that trap shit. Yeah. There's a lot that, of trap beats. That's a good, that's a good point though too. Is is when you're talking about those, he had a lot of those type of songs where he was there was a lot of good raps on it. Mm-hmm. But like even that one, it's like there were there were no there were a lot of like old school in my thoughts Drake on this project that you can always appreciate like the like all of his like. Uh, time songs yeah. and place songs and like whatever like uh, it, that everybody loves and and they're you know they're cool but I didn't hear anything on this album other than the two singles that got released yeah. early that I was like banger like okay yeah that I do agree with that on the A side there isn't that one song to me that's like that's the joint and that that's where I blame the beats because yeah, you need a I, I think you, you need have to a beat beats. that like to fit that mold. But I do think I'm trying to honestly, there's only a couple songs that I 
don't really like on the A side. And that would be I'm upset, which I didn't like when it dropped as a single, really. Yeah, I don't like that one. Um and I dude, very disappointed in the in the one with Jay Z. Yep. Um agreed. And can't take a joke. I wasn't really into. Yeah, I wasn't into that one. Other than that, I'm fucking with all of them. But I do feel like, so off first listen, you know what I thought about the A-side? I thought it sounded like Drake sat down and wrote to a bunch of beats and they just kind of tied them up in a bow and put them on. Like, it wasn't yeah. really like crafting yeah. a song. No. It was like a bunch of Drake it rap verses. It didn't feel that, like an album. 40 took these verses and then made yeah. them into songs. Yeah. That's that's what I kind of felt like too. But and And I guess that's the thing is it's like, dude, I like that that Drake but I like it in like when he includes like three songs like that, mm-hmm. not a whole side. Yeah. Like it was just like a lot of the like in depth, here's what's going on in my life type of yeah. type of shit, which I can appreciate. And I'm not saying it's bad. Right. I'm just saying that like, dude, if you, if it, like, you know, I'm all about replay value. Yeah. Not a lot of them had it. Yeah. There, there wasn't the, uh, there Cause, was cause like, it's so, like a movie. I want to yeah. watch a story once. Yeah. That's how I feel about those those type of Drake songs. Yeah, like I'll listen to them a few times, and then I'm like, I've heard this story. I'm done with it. That's fair. Just, yeah, to me there wasn't a there wasn't a like views. There was hype, and there was still here, yeah. which were like banging beats with good rapping, yep. like for rap songs. Yep. But yep. they but they went harder. Yep. And then like nothing was the same. Had worse behavior and um the language and started from the bottom. Mm-hmm. Like those hit hard. Yeah. Exactly. Um, this was a lot of trappy stuff. Yeah. But I thought the rapping, like if you just take the verses with some of his best rapping on any project he's ever done. Yeah. The rapping for sure. I guess it's the rapping compared to the catchiness, I guess is what I'm yeah. trying to get no, at. No, I, like, I would agree. I would agree. Because even um, it was funny because I was trying to compare it to uh, like if you're reading this, this it's too late. Mm-hmm. And I didn't like that project to start off with. But that's grown into one of my favorite Drake projects. Really? Be, just because, like, dude, it's not, like, the most clever rap or anything on there, but there's a ton of catchy shit on that, yeah. that project. Like, Let's put it this way. Drake is one of the most radio-friendly artists. Yeah. There's nothing on the A side that I really hear on the radio, other than God's Plan, no. which was, like... No. You know, but, but which was I, a single. That's why I bring up if you're reading this, it's this too one late. Could though. Be. Yeah, but but that's why I bring that that other project up is just because I'm just like those aren't there's those weren't really radio friendly songs either. Yeah, but there's just some if you listen to them compared to the rap songs that are on here, there's just a different feel. There's hooks. There's hooks and there's just like catchy lines. Yeah. There's Instead not, of storylines, there's just catchy lines. Yeah. There's not a lot of. Uh, there's not substance in it, but there's. It's just. Drake's it's, very. It's easy to listen to. Drake's very good with hooks. The A side of this felt way more like Drake versus. Yeah. Not in a lot depth. Of hooks. Here's my story yeah. type of shit. Here's what's been going on in my life. Yeah. He sounds like Young Thug on this joint on Mob Ties. Yeah, he does. Very Young Thug. Yeah. But even that, that's cool. Like he stepped outside of the box and he ex- he did it well. I thought like that's the thing. Other than those three songs I named, I'll listen to any of these on the A side and be perfectly yeah. happy. And that's the thing. I this project is not bad. All that I'm saying is that I think it's really dope. Honestly, I, personally, I I thought it was good. Like okay, I got through the project and I was like, man, I actually kind of like that. Like, and then I started listening to it again. And that's when, cause that's when it separates, dude. Like the good albums compared to the ones that are great. I'll say this. I, I can recognize good in an album. Mm-hmm. Like we've talked about it a lot on this podcast and this album is good for it to be great for me. I have to want to play it again. And there are very few songs on here that in for Drake, that's a pretty easy thing for me to want to do because he's one of my favorite artists. Mm. This was one of the first projects in a long time that I was just like, man, I'm struggling to want to want to play most of these songs again, just because I've heard it. Like I, I don't need to hear it again. The beats weren't good enough for me to be like, I want to bang this again. And the stories were great. The rapping was great, but it's like what I said with the movie, I heard it. I don't really want to listen to it again unless it's over a dope ass beat. 
Yeah. I, I hear that with the A side. Dude, I love the B side. I the, B, the B side had I, I love uh, summer. a few of the songs that I actually have and have been playing. I love Summer Games. I love this joint. And you block them so they can't see. Uh, I love Jaded. I love Finesse. Uh, the, like this hook is so dope. Yeah. It's just Same so Drakey, but it's so dope. Yeah. But there's a time and a place for these songs though too. Yeah, but like this, I fuck with this. I fuck with that's how you feel. I fuck with blue tint. I fuck with in my feelings. I fuck with dude. After dark is so fire. There's a lot of good shit on the B side. And, yeah. And then the A side to me is just a lot of good rapping. And there's and there's definitely for me there's replay value on the A side too. It just the, if I have to be picky, it's lacking. It's lacking big dope hooks and it's lacking big dope production. Yeah. And I think that's why I wouldn't consider it great. Like that's, I definitely it's a good Drake album. It's a good. Yeah, it we'll didn't see, disappoint. I, yeah, I'm it gonna, didn't disappoint me. Yeah, I, yeah, I didn't listen sure. to it and I was like, "Fuck you, Drake." Yeah. I, I mean that that's that's kind of the thing is it's like you 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 mentioned it when we talked about Kanye before. You judge Drake against Drake, so yeah, yeah. If you're judging Drake against Drake, this album is maybe for me really good. I think it's really because it's also 25 songs with an A and a B side, one like singy, one rappy. Like that's really dope. And there's not garbage songs on there to me. Like yeah, 25 I mean, good songs. That's that's dope to me. So I think it's a really good project. I want to give it a little more time before I try to say where it goes in his catalog. But it's I like it a lot. But yeah, if we're judging Drake against Drake, I'm not r coming right out and being. It doesn't give me the same feeling. Nothing was the same gave me. Dude, nothing. I don't think anything. I still think but that's that, his best. Project. Again, that's me being picky. That's me just saying it isn't like that. But I really enjoyed the project. Yeah, I mean, but that's the thing. I like Drake regardless. He's just talented, so mm -hmm. I can never just be like, it wasn't enjoyable. Yeah, I just, I always just, I always. Most of the time, I'm liking what he's coming out right. with. There's very few times that I'm like, that I'm upset. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I, it definitely, I liked it and it grew on me. We've talked about this before on the pod, but your favorite artist, you give more of a chance mm -hmm. than other people. So if someone else made that album and I listened to it, first listen like I did, I might have been like, mm -hmm. but with Drake, I always give it second, third, fourth listens and, and yeah. I like it a lot. Yeah. No, I mean, it was good. I, I don't know. I, I guess like, and, and I know that you like the R&B stuff a lot more than I do, but it's, it's, that's, I, I, if we're talking replay value in the sense that, you know, you're not playing R&B songs in the club or when you're trying to turn up or whatever, like mm -hmm. replay value in the right sense, then yeah, for sure. That's why I have more of the B side in my playlist and I probably do the a side because okay. I literally just felt like I listened to the album all the way through, especially the a side. And I was like, there was a lot of dope prepping and he said a lot of shit in really dope ways. Yeah. But I'm, I'm just not at, trying I'm, to, I'm looking to at it. the a side right now and I'm thinking of my favorite songs. I don't really think any of them are really for the hook. None of them. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I like, is there more a lot? I like Sandra's Rose. I like um, Emotionless. Those are all just really good, like like what you would think of as an intro or outro, or like you we're, said. Were the, all of those the, the time Didn't he sample songs. like most of those? Hooks yeah, there's a lot of like yeah, that? there's a lot of just sampled hooks. Which shit I, like that. Which that was the other thing that stood out to me is Drake doesn't do that a lot. No, and that's why I said it sounded like Drake wrote a bunch of rap verses and they took it in and 40 and Boy Wanda made them into songs. Yeah. That's what it feels yeah, like. Yeah, true. Yeah. Especially with emotionless, but the rapping is I, so good that I I really enjoy. It. Uh, with emotionless, I was I was like I was really liking that song, and when it got to the hook, I was like, I mean, okay, it's dope, like whatever. But Drake's the hook king, like yeah. make a better hook. <laughs> yeah. But Drake's that's the thing why Drake's even really able to. Uh, like this like this yeah this is not what i'm used to from yeah, drake yeah i'm not either but that that's why drake's so good is he's able to change it up and even with the really good rapping like 
um, like you said, the timestamp Drake songs, the intro outro type Drake songs, but he also has these songs in here like that one, like Mob Ties, where he really changes up his flow and, and does something yeah. different, which a yeah. lot of people can't do. And that's when um, critics, oh, you're biting whatever. Fuck that. No. You're no. you're doing something that a lot of people can't do, which is changing up your flow. But the bottom line is, if I want to play it again, you made a dope song. Right. Stop. I don't give a shit who you're trying to copy or whatever the fuck. Yeah. I don't care. Because I right it, away on Mob Ties, I was like, this sounds like Young Thug. I, I, actually, I was like, is this Young Thug? Like, is he featured on this? And it, But it's a dope song. I like it. No, it's fine. But that's the thing. If you do it well, then what the fuck? Like, yeah. who gives a shit? Yeah. I mean, I'll I'll come back on another pod and rank this one in Drake's catalog. Um, I, I don't think I'm ready to do that quite yet. Yeah. I mean, I always, that that's actually a good topic for some, at some point rank Drake's catalog, including like his mixtapes and whatever. Yeah. That's, we should do that at some point. Um, yeah, but I, I always feel like my opinion changes after a couple months on these things anyway. Yeah, just depending on what I end up really liking or not. It hasn't been enough time for me to figure that out. Like I said, I didn't like. If you're really what are your favorite this, ones? Too late at all. Um, I mean, um, hold on, I just xed out of it. No. Um, I liked. See, and I and I saved a good amount of them. Like, okay, I'll I'll tell you the ones that I saved because I'm pretty okay. picky about this shit but okay. i saved a good amount of it okay so i saved elevate eight out of ten uh survival don't matter to me in my feelings blue tint that's how you feel summer games mob ties emotionless nonstop. you saved a lot of you saved a lot of the album yeah for feeling eh about it but that's the that's the drake effect though that's the drake is, against drake yeah that's the drake against drake is like i i am not saying that it's bad like i want to listen to it yeah but here's the thing i can see myself growing tired of it faster than most okay i guess that's what i'm trying to say i thought it was interesting to me because I, when i was gone i wasn't really keeping tabs on social media and what was going on and whatever and when i got back i was looking at drake's apple music and his spotify and seeing what the most popular songs were mm. and it didn't really match up with what i had been yeah. listening to like yeah i see you even saved the don't matter to me with michael jackson mm. i didn't really like that one that much really yeah i liked it a lot yeah didn't really wasn't really that into that one. and i don't even give a shit like it's not because it's michael not because yeah, i know i know it's that's why i like, thought that was interesting because, i thought it was a dope song yeah um I thought it had a really it had a really Drake and Forty like vibe to it. Yeah, and, I, and I've always liked that. This joint's really. Strong. I saw this was one of the most popular ones when I got back. Yeah. Which one is this? In my feelings. Yeah, I like this one. Yeah, the B sides though, the whole thing's though. We'll, we'll see. We'll come back and we'll rank it because right now I'm pretty high on it to be honest. Just because also. How much have I been hyping up? I like these seven track, whatever. And Drake comes and give me 25 songs. And now I'm like, wow, that's impressive. 25 yeah, good songs. But here's the thing. There's very few artists that I will give the time. I know. No, I agree. I agree. But that's, but that's why you got to give it to Drake. Like in a period of time where but, the ADG but generation. Hold, hold on though, because here's the difference. It doesn't matter how good the project is. You decided to give it a listen before you even knew how good the songs were. Oh, I know. But that's the thing. He's built himself up to this point. And then you also, I was well prepared to come in here and be like, okay, I love Drake. He gave me 25 songs. I wish he would have given me 13. Yeah. But I don't feel that way. I thought the A side and the B side thing was really dope. I, I, I just, I like Here, it. Here's the only thing I'll say to that is I, I'm kind of torn on that idea because I'm like, like I keep saying, I'm kind of just like, eh, about the entire thing. It's good. I like listening to it. I am used to better Drake, catchier Drake. Like if a 13 song album would have brought that out, I would have yeah. rather taken he didn't, that. He did, I think we're both in agreement. He didn't have the catchy raps because they didn't have the hooks. 
But that's what, but that's, the B side has catchy stuff. I guess that's why I'm saying it. it the B side has catchy. It Drake. felt like just good Drake for super long. Like, don't you, do you think the B side had catchy stuff though? Don't you? Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, I have a lot of the B side on here too. Like, it it all had catchy shit. I mean, okay, not catchy in the normal type of Drake sense that I'm that I'm talking about. Mm. But like, it's Drake. So whatever draws me to Drake as an artist, it had essence. It had a quality of that because he is drake so yeah. all right enough about drake we spent too much time on him in the last pod and this pod <laughs> too much of the pod time well he was the talk for like three no weeks. i know yeah i know but yeah i don't childish gambino dropped a couple of songs did you yeah i to didn't him? listen to those i haven't had any time today they're all right i only listened to them once they're like just summary i think he called it like summer pack and there's just two are they um, like R and B joints or whatever? I wouldn't say R and B, but they're not rat. They're like that hybrid. They're, they're, they got a summertime feel to them. I'll have to listen to them again to see if they're going to get in the rotation or not. But, mm-hmm. um, World Cup. I was at lunch with Dags today and watched the uh, Croatia take down England. So we got Croatia and France in the final. Go Croatia! Fuck France now. Ever since that Paris fuck took my phone, I got a text from. My buddy Devin, Tony, one of my friends, Tony, is Croatian, mm. and Devin texts me, and he's like, <laughs> he goes, this is the last we're going to hear from Tony. I think he's dead. <laughs> yeah. He's pretty intense with the sports, too. Well, and then he called me right after, and he was like, drop whatever you're doing right now and come drink with me. <laughs> I was like, dude, I'm way too fucking busy for that shit, and I don't give a fuck. <laughs> yeah. um, I was literally... Here's here's what my notes say on the podcast. Croatia World Cup. What is happening? <laughs> <laughs> well, I just told you. I think it said they're the second smallest country to make it to the World Cup final. Really? I think that's what they said, and it's their first time in the World Cup final. Wow. Well, that's exciting. At least I can I can understand why that would be exciting. Yeah. What else happened while I was gone? LeBron to the Lakers. LeBron to the Lakers. That's going to be weird. That's going to be really weird to see him in a Lakers uniform. Yeah. I don't know. The most, the thing, I I guess I wasn't really surprised, but it's definitely not ring chasing. It's definitely not Mm. like a basketball let me win decision. Mm. So it has to be uh, a business decision on let me build my brand and do all that. I'm sure that's what it is. Which, I mean, if that's the case, good move. And also... He opened but it up. I'm kind of I'm kind of confused as to why though. Like I get it's LA and I get all that stuff, but I mean the dude is internationally known. Yeah. I don't really understand he's got all the money in the world. Like he can run a business from wherever. Yeah. And, and but maybe with, it's even not just him, but it's like his wife and you know Is his wife from there? From LA. No, I'm. I'm just saying she wants to. Like, I think she's into running businesses and stuff. She has her own stuff. And but so, she's LeBron James's. I, I know wife. I like, know. I don't. But you even you just look to, at to me. I guess I guess I'm confused just by one aspect of when you're in your hometown playing NBA basketball. Mm-hmm. Your hometown is literally all about you. Mm-hmm. Why Why wouldn't you stay there? He's like, experienced that already, though. I mean, I guess, but wouldn't you want just that loyal, like, ride The thing or is, dive? to me, he... Instead I, of just having everybody look like you just go chase the dollar everywhere? But that's... I mean, I guess my thing is, he came back to Cleveland, and he got him a championship. So, whatever he does now, I can't imagine Cleveland fans being like, fuck LeBron, and, you know, he left us. Like, he got you a championship. And he then over... get us another one. Nah, I... He, he can do his thing. Fuck that. I definitely, I wouldn't have stayed in Cleveland if I was him. I just, I don't understand. I would understand more if he went to a better team. Yeah, but here's, okay, here's the thing though. He's always been signing these one-year contracts. Like, yeah, I'm going to play this year and then we'll see. I'm going to play this year and then we'll see. I'm going to play because he is can't. He gonna, is he just going to trot everywhere in the NBA well, because he, can't. he gets too old? No, because when he went to the Lakers, he signed a three-year deal. With a player option for the fourth, I think. Oh. So to me, that is A, saying this is where I want to be in LA. And B, 
it says to other players in the league, you don't have to worry. Like, if you want to come here, you're going to get to play with me. I'm not going to jump ship after one year. So even if they like, if they're not able to get someone else this year and the Lakers kind of struggle and LeBron struggles, people like other big time free agents and players can look at the Lakers and say, LeBron is going to be there for at least three years. So if I want to go there next year, I'll play with LeBron. So he wants to build something there. That's like, yeah, I I think so. I think he might be like, okay, maybe we can't get it this year if we don't get somebody big, but with everyone knowing I'm here now, let's see. And I think he'll still get the Lakers to the playoffs. I don't think they will be a high seed, but I think he'll get them to the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, I guess we'll see. I don't know. Just going to be weird to see him in the Lakers, Uni, for sure. Yeah. You see Boogie Cousins to the Warriors? Yeah. Okay. If he makes it back 100% healthy, that's going to go down as the best starting five to ever play basketball. Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, Kevin Durant, Draymond Green, Boogie Cousins. Yeah. And that's why... Uh, that's like, honestly, that might be each of those guys with the exception of maybe Draymond. So four out of those five guys are top two at their position, I think, at least. I think Steph is a top two point guard. I think Clay is a top two shooting guard. I think Durant is definitely a top top two small forward. And Boogie Cousins, when he's healthy, I think is a top two center. That's crazy. Yeah. That's and Draymond's an all-star power forward. <sighs> So I was talking to Dags about this and he brought up a good point because there's a lot of people, but Boogie Cousins took a pay cut to go to the Warriors. Yeah. Yeah. I've heard, and, I heard it. All. You know, there's people bitch. Oh, you know, how could this happen in the league? It's not even fun anymore. Blah, blah, blah. If you're Boogie Cousins, you're coming off an Achilles injury. So he's not even going to like be playing at the beginning of the year or anything. Mm-hmm. Like who knows when he'll come back mm-hmm. and if he'll be fully healthy and be the player he was. So coming off that injury, why would he go take some long-term contract somewhere that probably isn't going to pay him quite as much because of his injury and lock himself in with like an average or shitty team or whatever? Why not go to a sweet team that doesn't need you so you can take your time, make sure you get back super healthy, take a pick up for one year, you don't get rushed back, you play when you're ready, your season's longer because the Warriors go till the very end. Right. So, you know, you play damn near what like 30 more games or something than everybody else because of the playoffs how long is his contract one year one year and he's taking a pay cut so whatever you go you get a ship you you get to play more games because the warriors just play more games you can wait till you're fully ready you don't have the pressure of getting like this big deal whatever and then after that you establish yourself and if you can come back fully healthy and you're good then you go take no, your no. big pay day. dude i i thought about that too and i the thing is, I think there's two ways of looking at it. Like, dude, if you're if you're him, of course. Like, that's the literally the best situation that you could be in mm-hmm. at that point. Other than someone paying you an absurd amount of money that you don't even deserve on a dope-ass team to just sit there and be injured, mm-hmm. which is just not going to happen. Right. So, yeah, duh. Like, you would take that for sure. Yeah. And still be successful. Like, obviously, these guys still want to win. So... Mm-hmm. Yeah, but you got to like you obviously have to understand the other side, too, though, of it's a competitive sport and there's fans and we don't like to see good players going to juggernaut teams, no matter if they're injured or not. Yeah, because of because of just they're going to be healthy at some point, hopefully. Yeah. That's just the way that fans view it. And like, I get it. Like I sympathize with both sides, but yeah, of course, if you look at it from a singular view through his eyes, duh, like that's the smartest move for him. If you look at it from a, a, from a just overall NBA fan perspective, don't like it. Yeah, I agree. But yeah, I mean, whatever I, I, you know, me, I've always stood on the stance of just like, dude, it's fucking basketball, man. You knew what you were signing up for. I don't like all these players going to all these juggernaut teams and like trying to make shit happen. I don't like it. It takes the team aspect out of things and it's like you get these all-stars like forming teams around them and it's it just starts to be like too showy. Yeah, I mean if I had my choice, yeah, I would separate all the stars. That's and why I love college basketball. Yeah, but 
I mean, but college basketball isn't even that way though. Well, you're never going to be that way though. Like right. there's a sense of, but because there's just so many colleges to choose from, right. like right. you no, do no have one, a sense yeah. of it. Yeah. No, I agree. Yeah. If I had my choice, each star would have his own team and they'd, you know, bring yeah. it to the club, or even dude, two stars, whatever. Yeah. Who gives a shit? But when you start to like four. Yeah. But that's just, I mean, that's the way it is. I definitely don't think you should have anyone step in and keep it from happening. If a team is, if a GM is following the rules and they can assemble a team like that, it is what it is. No, I mean, there's no way of stopping it. It's just kind of a shitty idea. Like yeah. the idea of it is just shitty. That's, that's all I can. That's the only way I can really describe it because yeah, if there's no rules against it and they can make it happen within their cap and everything, do it. Right. You'd be stupid. I mean, the GMs are competitive too. Exactly. You're not doing your job if you don't try to assemble the best team you can. Right. So yeah, duh. Like you can't hate anybody for doing this because it's within the rules. But you so can hate that it happened. You can hate that it happened. Yeah. yeah. You can hate that the NBA is like that. Like right. that's what you can do. Yeah. And I think that's where most people are coming from. Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, I agree with you totally. I'm just like, it's on the players. Do you guys want to all join up and easily win championships and do whatever? Or do you want to? And if enough guys are soft enough to want to do that, then. Do you think that there's like a, a, a breaking point, though, or a disinterest in like if this keeps happening year after year? I think after there would year? be if if it was. OK, so obviously the Warriors are the team everyone looks at for that. Right. right. So I think it there would be a disinterest if the Warriors were just absolutely dominating, butt blasting everybody. Yeah. But they won one. They lost the second one to Cleveland. Right. They won another one. And then they just won another one. So they're three out of four. But, but they're dude, always in it. Right. They've, they're in, they've been in the last four out of four. Right. But last year, dude, last year, they had the best team they've had yet. They went to game seven with the Rockets that, and the Rockets didn't have Chris Paul. He got hurt. Yeah. And the Rockets shot like one for 40 from three or whatever the fuck it was. So the Rockets had every opportunity yeah, yeah. to take them out. Yeah. So that's where I think the disinterest would come if they were just steamrolling everybody. But that didn't happen. They actually needed a little luck to get to the, to get to the finals. But you think that like if they just keep getting to the finals over, just despite how close the finals might be, if they're just always in the finals... I think it matters how close it is. I think it matters if teams are challenging them or not. I think that I, I get that. So if, so I, I get, if, so I get yes, that people saying, will be bored faster if that happens. I'm saying that like if if let's just say this just for the sake of argument. Okay. 12 years of the Golden State Warriors being in. That's a lot. That's not going to happen. But but what if? Let's but, just say. But you can only give them as long as these guys run is going to be. So. But, but the thing is. If they keep taking pay cuts and signing players and stuff like but that, like, but, but that's the thing, they're signing established players. Like, they would have to be somehow because they're not going to get these ill players in the draft because they're always drafting really low. Yeah. So they have this window. That's why I'm saying your hypothetical. You can give your hypothetical twelve years all you want, but it's never going to happen. So the hypothetical has to be they've had four. They could probably have four or five more years. Okay, whatever. So let's. Oh, right. Okay, I keep forgetting they have four. So. Okay, let's just say that they have they get eight straight years of in the finals being in the finals. I think I think it's fine. I think it's not boring. No, I might not love it, but I'm saying there's something about having that bill in. Then, like, if they ha are in it that much, and then you start to like, let's say they're in the finals next year, the Warriors, and let's say like the Celtics look like Which they it could, probably will be right, and the Celtics look like a really nice upstart team that did a lot of things last year with really young guys, rookies, and no Kyrie Irving. So now they have Kyrie Irving. They have all these guys with experience under their belt now. That's an intriguing finals to me. Okay, it, what about this? So Warriors get to the finals. Um, let's just say, I don't even know what team. Some team that you couldn't even see getting to the finals gets to the finals mm -hmm. from, the, from the East. Mm -hmm. And the Warriors wash them. Mm-hmm. Isn't that kind of like discouraging to an NBA fan? It depends on who the team is, though, because that's what I'm saying. The Celtics look like they're the team in the East now. I'm I'm here for Warriors Celtics in the finals. But and, what and, if it's not Warriors Celtics in the finals? Well, then we'll cross that boat that bridge when we get to it. Like, yeah, if it's a team that I'm not really interested in the players in, whatever, and it's not even that strong of a team, 
and I know the Warriors are going to wash them, yeah, okay, then it's a problem. But I knew the Warriors were going to beat the Cavs last year, but they have LeBron James, so and you're always like, anything can happen. No, right? I, I get and, that and there's dude, always dude, that aspect. But look at last year. Who did you want? You knew, you knew the Cavs were in the finals. Who did you want to see the Cavs play in the finals? Warriors or Rockets? Just for your entertainment value. I mean, I, Warriors for sure. Okay. The Rockets-Cavs would have been a way better series. Yeah. But you wanted to see Warriors-Rockets. Or Warriors-Cavs, I mean. Yeah. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. That's exactly what I'm saying. So the Warriors have... NBA is a star-driven league. But but you want to see Steph Curry play. Yeah, but, you want to see Kevin Durant play. But I I thought it I thought it'd be closer than what it was though. The finals? Yeah, I didn't. I did. I know that a lot of people didn't, but I thought it'd be closer. I mean, that's just that's what I'm saying though. Rockets Cavs would have been a more competitive series, but you wanted to see Warriors Cavs. Why? You're familiar with the Warriors. You like the players on the team. You want to watch those players play. Yeah. And if you get fatigued from the Warriors, then you just have someone to cheer for against them. Yeah, but okay. It's like the Yankees, but, dude. But, but it, it, like, my, my opinion should not count because I don't... <laughs> but it's like... like it, I, I really don't give a fuck. I look, like, at it, I look at it like the Yankees, though, or like, or like Duke, okay, right? In, in certain periods of time. If Duke's going to like Duke's winning a bunch of championships or the Yankees are in the World Series all the time, you're gonna outwardly be like, I'm so sick of the fucking Yankees, you know? Yeah. But if it was whoever the upstart is in the National League, whoever's makes it to the World Series in the National League, me as a as a third party viewer, I don't have a stake in the Yankees or this other team. I wanna see the Yankees. I don't wanna see this other AL team that's good. See, and and, and I guess that's the thing is like, yes. I think there's a certain media aspect to that, though, too, because that's why I always say pro teams and college teams like I don't even like Duke is not a good comparison to me because, yes, they you know, when you think about basketball, like, yeah, okay, whatever. But I've never thought like ever that like Duke is this fucking like insane team that no one can beat like ever. Okay, even even when they might have been Yankees in their heyday, though. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying is like. Yeah, uh, it has been unfair, and they have been marketed in a way that everybody knows who the fuck the Yankees are. Yeah. Same with the Warriors now. Yeah. And that's why I think it, it kind of, why I say my opinion probably shouldn't matter is because I am one of those sports fans that is that doesn't give a shit about pros because of that. I know the type of fan I am because I'm just not. I'm not up, but I, I don't have. I didn't, I didn't follow that because I don't have to be up to know. I don't have to. I don't have to know a lot about the NBA or the MLB or anything like that to know that the Warriors are, are the best team. Are the best yeah. team, and, and the Yankees yeah, yeah, are the best team. Yeah, yeah. Like that's a shit that that's that's what automatically loses points in the league for me when I can automatically say that most of the and I wouldn't be stupid by saying it. If I said that within an argument. Yeah. I, and dude, I agree with you because sports are about competition. Like so, because, I, so I agree with you. I would much rather watch a close battle, whatever. Like on the other hand, though, if I was arguing about Duke to somebody that knew basketball or anything, and I was the same type of sports fan college wise that I am pro wise mm-hmm. and didn't know anything about the teams, but was just like, because I've heard Duke's name, they're dope. And I said that every, every year for the last four years, mm. people laugh at me. Mm. Most people, not Dags. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I definitely, I'm, I'm pro competitive. Like, I'd rather see close games and close matches, whatever. But when it comes to the NBA, the reason I like the NBA is I like to see the best players play. So, I like to watch Steph Curry play. I like to watch Kevin Durant play. I like to watch, and Le- I get that. I, I like to watch LeBron play. I get so that. In the aspect. finals, I get to watch all these guys on the same court. Yeah, I get that aspect. And that, when I turn on an NBA basketball game, that's the reason why I'm watching it too. Mm-hmm. But it's for the same reason that I don't make it a priority to watch because I don't really get into just the singularity of yeah. it. It's the same reason why anybody likes to um, hear a song that they know. Yeah. It might not be as good a song as this other one that could be played, right. but you know it. Yeah, exactly. And that's why like, if my team's going to the World Series, I want them playing the Yankees, who I know all the players on the team, rather than this other team that I don't know. Yep. It, 
it's not right. It's not fair. It's not yeah. right. It's not like whatever, but it is what it is. Well, and, and that's the thing, like it's the during, advantage of being in a big city doing, you know, being well, on that team. And even to take it a step further though, like the college basketball season, like why is it? I find myself way more often just turning on the TV and watching some random college basketball teams that I don't give two mm-hmm. shits about play. Cause they're good games. Right. They're competitive. Yeah. Right. Yeah. There's two different, there's two different things. And that's why when it's the best, when you can get like those couple years where the, Cavs Warriors were like the ultimate combination of amazing players and competitive games. Yeah, like yeah. when Kyrie was there yeah. and Durant wasn't exactly. there. Exactly. And it was really competitive. Yeah, exactly. That's that's the type of stuff that I like to watch. Yeah, and, that's the best. Yeah. But and it's like, I mean, you know, I've gotten into fantasy fo- football since you've gotten me into it mm-hmm. and never used to watch an NFL game. Yeah, now Ever. you have a reason to. Now I have a reason to it. because yeah. and it's but it's you singularity who, though. Yeah. Like I'm cheering for a single player. Yeah to do something like that's how fucked up the pros are is because you're just like, it's all literally about that one player Yeah. instead of just, wow, it's exciting to watch these teams play against each other. Gee, but whatever. Um, so that's about all that I got. That's a good pod. That's a good comeback pod. Um, I gotta get out of here. I'm dying. Word. Um. Yeah. Same time to or next week, right? We don't have anything. Yeah, we're gonna get back on track now. This one was is recorded Wednesday, coming out Friday morning. Yep. We're gonna get back to our Thursday recording schedule now that everything's summer's a little bit weird because. I mean, I'm going to have a couple other ones coming up because I got weddings and stuff. I just like announced that. Uh, I have a show in Chicago with um, Ali. Yep. So uh, check out my social media for details on that. We've had a lot of new songs come out. Uh, three new songs since the last podcast, I'm pretty sure. Yay Made Me Do It, Relationship Goals, and Open. Um, so go check those out. All of that stuff can be found on the website. Uh the pre-order collective hoodies have been ordered. We are, I'm hoping to get them shipped out by uh, Monday, uh, August 6th. Uh, yeah, Monday, August 6th. Um, so be on the lookout for your shipping confirmations. Everyone should have been notified that their credit cards have been charged for the hoodies if it, if you haven't been notified your order didn't go through because you put in the wrong credit card information and Ouch. there were a couple of you oh you guys are going to be disappointed so next time you need to i did um we will have them available in the shop though just black ones though right? just black ones yep so if you really want one you can order one in black okay outroing to relationship goals by joey alana his oh, second single. We didn't do the different camera views on this one, so let us right. know what you think. We yes. Moti's got to leave early tomorrow morning, which is why we recorded the podcast now, and we didn't do the different camera angles so he could get it out faster. Um, so you guys let us know. And be, like, be honest, if you like the different camera angles, we'll do it. If not, if it's cool to get it out quicker, we'll do that. Yep. I don't want nobody else but you. Life we live in is gone, babe But the love we have in is strong, babe We could be like Jay and Beyonce After work, she had a long day She come home and do the laundry Them other guys did you the wrong way But girl, we like Jay and Beyonce Baby, it's really only you that I need, yeah Baby, it's really only you that I see, yeah You my air, without you I couldn't breathe, here. Yeah. Got me terrified, so scared you're gonna leave me It's only me and you not going out on weekends We so close that we know what each other thinking Our own kind, we would never want